With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Guess what? It's my podcast because this is the Dear Pats Nation podcast with Ray Rout. I'm Ray Rout. Welcome, peeps. This podcast, don't forget, is a part of the Dean Blundell Network. Head on over to DeanBlundell.com. You can see my blogs over there and the content that I create, plus like hundreds of other content creators, podcasters, all that good stuff. Head on over to DeanBlundell.com. Go check out RayRoute.com. See everything I got going on over there. We got a merch store. We got videos that go up, occasionally some blogs, all that fun stuff. Head on over to the download the Halftime app. Search up Ray Route. Look at the content I got there. Exclusive content coming. And uh, make sure you download the Newsbreak app or go to Newsbreak.com. Look up Ray Route. Find my football content over there. And make sure you check out our Patreon page, Patreon.com. Slash DPN Sports, $5 a month to get direct access to me. All your comments and questions will be answered on every episode of the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Plus on most Friday nights, not this Friday, but starting again next Friday, you get to come to the Patreon Hangout. That's what you get for 5 bucks a month, patreon.com slash DPN Sports. On this episode, producer Mike and I were supposed to host Mario from Hashtag Sports, but he will no longer be attending. Uh, there's a plethora of football to talk about, right? We're going to talk about some fantasy football. We're going to talk just about football. NFL betting, tons and tons and tons to chat about. Hey, Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen is the favorite to win the league NFL MVP. Uh, He's at plus 700. Could this be the year that somebody outside of Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, wins MVP? And if Allen's going to make the MVP bid, his teammate wide receiver Stephon Diggs, well, he's going to have a big season as well. So if you're willing to drop a bet on Josh Allen to win the MVP, then you'd have to be able to take Stephon Diggs on your fantasy team, right? 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 Hey, did you guys hear this one? Apparently Tom Brady was uh, trying to finagle his way to get himself onto the Miami Dolphins. And uh, we have to ask, was Brady just trying to do that to stick it to the New England Patriots? Pre-NFL draft is when you will find the best future betting value. Um, And this may sound crazy, but the Las Vegas Raiders paying out at plus 3,500 to win the Super Bowl sounds like a bet that's too good to pass up finally the early rounds of fantasy football drafts they're easy it's finding those value in the later rounds that gets difficult and uh, los angeles rams wide receiver van jefferson just feels like the type of late round receiver uh, that might bring a lot of value to your fantasy team we're gonna be talking about that let's get the show started let's bring in producer mike producer mike what's going on ray what's going on man nothing don't you know Nothing, man. I don't know what that was. Nothing. Yeah, that wasn't a North yeah, Dakotian was... accent that you guys think are Canadian. So right, right before we got on air, Mike and I were talking. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, you guys listen to me talk every night. People think I have a New York accent, and yeah. yet every time I meet, like, I someone's on here. Mario does it. You do it. Every they're like, oh, you talk like this, eh? Like, like this is how Canadians talk. Like, you make us sound like. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, that's what they sound like in Fargo in North Dakota. Oh, you married son of a Gunderson, did ya? You know, like, and you guys always act like that's the Canadian accent. I don't understand it, Michael. And what movie? Fargo? Fargo. Fargo. He, cu- he couldn't get away with it because he had a rag arm. He had a rag arm in Fargo. Useless garbage badge. God. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. Not too bad. We're over the hump today, right? It's Wednesday. What? One more podcast and we're done. Finito. Yeah. And it's like an extra long weekend because no hangout on Friday, off Saturday, off Sunday, back on Monday. And uh, my work gives us Monday off, so it's oh, like nice. a four four day weekend. So tomorrow's Friday. I love it, but it's actually Thursday. We're not supposed to timestamp uh, online digital media though, so it's a Thursday at some point. Yeah, we're live right now too. Well, we're live on. 
Twitter? We are live. We're live on Patreon. We got Patreon viewers in. Uh, we're live on Twitter. And uh, for those of you watching it on YouTube at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you are watching a replay of the live show. And if you want to watch it live, go to uh, patreon.com slash DPN Sports or follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Yes, sir. Producer Mike might retweet it too. So you can go to uh, producer underscore MN. That's me. I wish you would have made it producer underscore Mike and not producer underscore MN. Can you change it to producer underscore Mike? I'll see if that's available. That one might, my, my guess is that might be taken, but I'll, I'll look. They make it like producer underscore Mike 69. Right, nice. 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 The other night I freaking call, I did your Twitter as uh, producer underscore Mike and you didn't say nothing. You just let it go. You know what? Probably just because it, it sounded right so maybe that because it, maybe... it does it that was the, that was what I, and i heard it when i was listening to the replay and i was like hey he's got to change his twitter handle because it's not producer underscore mike i will i will see if i can change it after the show tonight because it did sound right and it's funny because i heard it the second time and i didn't even think it was wrong and now that you say it i'm like oh yeah wasn't right that wasn't the right handle as a new england patriot fan how much does josh allen irritate you oh my god i hate him not actually, like not as a person and not even as a football player, just the fact that he is standing in the way of the New England Patriots. And if if we take our Patriots fan or hat fandom off right now, yeah. Uh he's he's such a, a fantastic athlete to watch. Like I used to love watching Lamar Jackson, still do. Like yes. still love watching Lamar Jackson, but watching Josh Allen is just, it's magic some days. I hate when he's doing it to the Patriots, but when he's doing it to other teams, like when they came back on the Bucs, I know they lost the game, but I was watching Tom Brady stalk around the sidelines, sulking. I love yeah. it. And, and Josh Allen put on a show, and he just picked that team up on his back and, and went. No, his, his ability to move, his ability to throw the football, his ability to for, like force the football because of how strong he is, and I guess force maybe isn't the right word, but just his ability to shoot the ball, it's incredible. And again, this is one of those things where it's an inner division rivalry, so I'm supposed to like again hate him, but it's. I think we kind of talked about this before. It's more like the little brother thing. It's like I'm I'm kind of happy for the Bills because I know the Patriots aren't really ready to compete on that level yet. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. And I mean, listen, as we know, I mean, a lot of our audience are Buffalo Bills fans. Yeah. Right. Like, because I mean, we work for the Dean Bundell Network or the podcasts on the Dean Bundell Network, and that's uh, they're primarily Buffalo Bills fans, right? Occasional smattering of other fans. So we've picked yep. up that fan base. But then, you know, Mario comes over. So we picked up the other hashtag guys. I go over there. The majority of their audience likes me. So they come over here. So we have a lot of Buffalo Bills fans uh, and Colts fans that, that watch our show. Two big rivals of the Patriots, right? right. Like, so, yeah, no, and I hate it. And like I, like I said, like I write articles for Dean and I'm like, I fucking hate writing an article like this well, again. But well, well, I have to I because you have to respect what Josh Allen's doing. Yeah. And you know what I hate? more honestly and that mario keeps calling me a, a closet bills fan yeah <laughs> yeah that i kind of admitted to being a closet bills fan today on twitter too after i saw the little star wars thing that he posted i um, saw that i was gonna retweet you and be like the uh breaking mike producer mike is no longer gonna be on the podcast <laughs> but I, I let it go because i didn't want you to take the backlash i would never write anything of that nature i am not a closet bills fan I hate the Buffalo Bills. I hope that they get no success. However, I don't. I hate them because I'm a Patriots fan. I don't hate Bills yes. Mafia. Uh, I think Bill Mafia is one of the best fan bases in the NFL. Loyal as shit. I mean, some of them are a little wacky now because the the Bills are actually showing some success in the National Football League. Right. But outside of that, like, I'm really not, I don't hate the mafia. I have a lot of good interactions with them. There's a, a guy, fuck, I forget his name. I'm, I apologize. I know he's listening, but he tweets at me all the time and he's a Bills fan and he always makes like, you know, I hate you because you're a Patriots fan, but you know, he's right. cool as shit, right? And there's a lot of cool fucking Bills fans out there. Well, you know, uh, you know what I said I hate the most is probably when they acquire a better defensive player because I'm a defensive guy just like you. So if they like these great defensive pieces they have irritate me more than like Davis White, Vaughn right. Miller, Poyer, Hyde. I know it's it's irritating. Let's go back to Josh Allen though. Sure. 
Two years ago, Buffalo Bills fans will slam the table that Aaron Rodgers was not the MVP of the National Football League. They will tell you that the most valuable player in the 2020 season was Josh Allen and that he was snubbed for the award. The yep. same way that Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans and Patriots fans and Tom Brady fanboys will tell you that Tom Brady was screwed and snubbed out of the MVP award this year to Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yep. Well, believe it or not, Aaron Rodgers is only the third favorite to win the MVP award this year. That doesn't shock me, actually. So we obviously know we've been setting this up for Josh Allen being the favorite. Who do you think is in between them? Let's see. Oh, man. Maybe if I was to pick Joe Barrow? No. Patrick Mahomes, plus 850. But Josh Allen comes in as the favorite, plus 700 to win the Most Valuable Player Award. Okay. And again, we were supposed to have Mario from Hashtag Sports tonight, so we're a little bit Buffalo heavy because we wanted to get him to weigh in on it. Uh, and we'll make it Buffalo heavy next week too. But by the time we found out he couldn't make it, the show was already set. We couldn't make any changes. Um, listen, I don't know why because it's been so early. We're talking really like two years into his new career. Like let's take out his development years. Like we're two yes. years now into his developed career. So I have no explanation for this. And I know I'm going to piss off Bill's Mafia. And I'm sorry. I'm not trying to offend you here. Everybody knows I love Josh Allen as a player. Hate that he's a Buffalo Bill. Uh, Love him as a player. But I'm starting to get the Russell Wilson feel with Josh Allen. Like, I feel like every year he's going to be one of the favorites. Every year we're going to say that this is the year. And Josh Allen, in my eyes, is a much better quarterback than russell wilson who by the way is the sixth favorite at plus 1200 okay Um, but i look at josh allen and i mean that's a big gap between allen and wilson that's only six but you're talking a plus Mm -hmm. 700 to plus 1200 like the odds just astronomically grow after allen uh even a mahomes being a plus 850 like you're talking 150 dollars more uh just if you go to pad the second favorite to win the mvp so i mean vegas believes like josh allen is the guy but i don't know man i just feel like I just feel like, and I don't know if maybe it's because he, he plays in Buffalo, and even though they're getting better, they're still a small mark team, right? But I'm getting this feeling like every year we're going to be like, this is Josh Allen's year, and every year he doesn't get there. I don't feel comfortable, even though I should, putting 100 bucks down on Josh Allen. Um, I think I would, and I'll tell you why. I think Dawson Knox is going to get better. I think they've added a couple pieces in the run game that, could get better for them and uh oh my gosh who did they pick up from the jets jameson uh, crowder did. yeah yeah um yeah i, I think muted i was taking a sip oh, of coffee because you were oh, talking I'm, oh i'm sorry i thought i saw your mouth moving and uh no their current team is gabriel davis stefan diggs jameson yeah. crowder that's their three big they still have cole beasley and emmanuel sanders listed yeah. here i think i think those guys are gonna end up floating PFF needs to. Well, Cole Beasley's been released, right? I no, I think he was allowed to seek a trade. I don't think he's been officially released. Oh, I thought he's been officially released. Nope. Emmanuel um, Sanders doesn't have a contract. He's yeah, a free not, agent. Yeah, he he may just be listed on the under the roster because he's technically like their their free agent, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. So I think I think you have an upgrade over um Sanders with Crowder. I think Jamison Crowder is a much better weapon. I think he has the potential to be a number one by himself, even with his age, depending on what team he was on. Again, I think you give it another development year to Dawson Knox. Um, And I think, again, some of those weapons on the defensive side of the football and you added Von Miller all kind of meshing together. I think this is it for them. I think they, they have a good window here for a year or two. And then, you know, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm going to give Josh Allen this year and next year to kind of, see if he takes that leap so we'll call these the he had the development years and now i'll call these like the prove it years like you have the mvp years the or should have been mvp years (laughs) and i think i really want to clarify myself before again before i start getting hammered by by bills mafia fans being like oh ray you're just a hater i think and i I see my wi-fi is dropping down so i apologize guys if i cut out wi-fi has been brutal all day here um, but I listen, 
I think that from a talent perspective, Josh Allen is good enough to be the MVP of the NFL. I think Josh Allen is good enough to be a Super Bowl MVP. I think he's good enough to carry the Buffalo Bills to a Super Bowl if he needed to. He's not going to need to because he's got the offense and the defense around him. Yep. I don't. I can't explain why I'm getting the Russell Wilson vibe where he's just going to, you know, and I think that, I think there's years that Russell Wilson, you could have put a strong argument in consideration for him to be the MVP. And I think he was snubbed. And I think that we could get like two years ago, like Josh Allen, when he was snubbed. So I'm saying I'm not there. I'm not doing this out of disrespect for Josh Allen. I'm not doing this because I don't think that Josh Allen is good enough. I'm just doing it because I'm, I'm getting that gut feeling. That's all I can say. But let's let's switch gears here for a second sure. and let's talk about somebody who could help Josh Allen get there, and that's Stephon Diggs. That's going to be our fantasy highlight tonight and our, sure. our profile, and that's Stephon Diggs. Uh, he's the fifth-ranked wide receiver in fantasy. You want to try to take a guess who's ahead of him? Uh, Devontae Adams. Fourth. Four. Really? Yeah. Uh, I guess we're, if we're talking fantasy – maybe Debo Samuel's got to be up there because he's a catch and De- run. Debo's in six behind Stephon Diggs. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, boy, putting me on the spot always sucks, huh? I'll Hopkins. give you a clue. Two of the three uh, that are left, one, two, and three, two of the three played in the Super Bowl this year. Oh, okay. So Cooper Cup. Yep. Uh, and Jamar Chase. Cooper Cup number one, Jamar Chase, Chase number three. Number okay, so number two, number two I, didn't go to the playoffs last year. Uh, well, I said Hopkins. So nope, not Hopkins. Didn't Hopkins to... is the fifteenth ranked wide receiver. Yeah, after I said it again, I have a lot of faith in DeAndre if he comes back because you know I know he had an injury last year, but that injury is going to reflect him this year. Didn't go to the playoffs. AFC or NFC? NFC. Hmm. Look at your T-shirt. That's your another hint. Look at my T-shirt. Purple. Oh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, number yeah. two. Yeah. I agree with Cooper Cup being up there. I agree with Justin Jefferson, especially if Kirk Cousins goes back. We've heard that he wants to play for yeah. Minnesota. I agree with Devontae Adams because we talked about the chance of we can't say that I'll put money on Derek Carr to win the most yards and then say that Devontae Adams is not going to be the top right. receiver yeah. in fantasy. I told you, I don't think Jamar Chase is going to be – I think he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be great. I really don't. I think that they're going to take him away and Joe Burrow's going to have to go other places. He's going to get his yards, but I, I put Stephon Diggs and Debo Samuel ahead of him. Okay, yeah, and that's why I was thinking Debo too. You know that, you know your talk probably in the back of my head. And then again, Debo is just as much of a running threat, like I said, as he is a receiving threat to me. He's almost like he's like a back that can catch it, right? So he's more. I put him up more with like the Christian McCaffrey's of the world, so the guys you would even consider taking in the first round potentially, where I as normally I would take a wide receiver in the second round. So let's um, look at let's look at Stephon Diggs. First of all, Stephon sure. Diggs is coming off his fourth thousand yard season, fourth crazy, crazy. in a row. Uh, one thousand twenty one yards in twenty eighteen, one thousand one hundred thirty yards in twenty nineteen, one thousand five hundred and thirty five yards in twenty twenty, and then one thousand two hundred twenty five in twenty twenty one. Ten touchdowns last year. First time he hit double digit touchdowns, wow. and. If you think about a couple of plays, like I think about that wind game against the Patriots, he probably had to have the game-winning touchdown if, if the wind doesn't pick it up and move it away. Uh, he Absolutely. finished seventh among in fantasy last year amongst all all uh, uh, all players, seventh best fantasy player last season. Okay. If you are drafting, I mean, because we know that the draft at most fantasy drafts are going to go heavy with running backs. We know that I would say the first five picks are probably going to be running backs. You could see a Josh Allen and a Patrick Mahomes go in the first round. Like there's always a, there's always a league where a couple of, especially if you're in a PPR league, like that's what we're in PPR, right? And PPR for those of you who don't play fantasy means point per reception. So 
again, running backs are huge because they get point or receiving running backs are huge because they get points for catching the ball. They get points for running the ball. Receivers usually start going late second, third round. That's when you start seeing those receivers. So yep. let's say you have a late first round pick. You're like eight, nine or 10. Would you take us would you take Stefan Diggs if he was available? If he was available, yeah, with how high he is for the those receivers. Um again, we kind of talked about it last night. I probably would lean towards tight ends first. And again, that's my preference because of how small that pool is. But again, if you're looking for a number one receiver on a team that's probably gonna have a big year or you expect to have a big year, I would I would look at Stefan Diggs. Well, that's the thing, is we think that Buffalo is gonna have a big year. So that's the number one yep. thing. Number two, I'm not fucking intimidated at all by the Patriots secondary. No. I'm not intimidated by the Jets secondary. Absolutely not. The Dolphins secondary is okay. They're pretty yeah, good. So we're not gonna do that. But you're talking four games against secondary teams. And, you know, now again, we're going to be talking about the Raiders Super Bowl chances later on in the show because I think they have great fucking value right now. Mm-hmm. And this is pre-draft, though, because once the draft hits, everything resets. If the Patriots get Andrew right. Booth, all of a sudden, maybe we're having a different conversation around Stephon well, Diggs because now you're going to have Booth on him. Now you got, okay, now there's two teams with decent secondaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that there's... Again, this is all pre-draft conversation. We should put that out to people. I also need to put a little disclaimer out there, something that's been advised to me. Sure. Um, we are not encouraging you guys to bet. We are not encouraging you guys to gamble. Gambling should be fun. Uh, gambling should, you know, play to lose. That's what I always do. When I gamble, I play to lose. I never gamble money I don't have to lose. Right. Uh, if you don't, don't play because you need to win. If you need to win, that's a problem. Don't play like that, man. Gamble responsibly. It's for fun. It's like drinking alcohol. You have a couple drinks, then you drive home. You don't have three or four drinks and then drive home. Gambling, gamble money that you can afford to lose. And if you lose, you shrug your shoulders. Because if I was betting like I'm going to bet on the Raiders to win the Super Bowl this year, if I didn't have that money to bet, trust me, there's a lot more things I can invest in in life that's going to give me a more guaranteed payout than right. than fantasy football or gambling on sports. Exactly. exactly. Um, um, but yeah, so here's my, so that's my thing, right? So this is all pre-draft stuff. Um, again, I think that Stefan Diggs would go in a second round. And I know that might sound a little high for people because you're talking about the running backs. Then you're talking about Cooper Cup. I'm actually nervous about bringing in Cooper Cup this year on my fantasy team. Yes, yes. And they added Allen Robinson. They're going to have their tight ends back. He achieved something that, let's be honest, no, not many have ever achieved. I think the last person might have been Shannon Sharp's brother, if I'm correct, yep. which is how long ago. He's probably going to have a down season. You're not going to set records like that twice in a row. I'm I'm sorry. And then in Devontae Adams, I mean, right? Did Devontae Adams make Aaron Rodgers in those later years, or did Aaron Rodgers make Devontae Adams? Right. We right? need to figure that out. And we're going to find that out in Vegas. Does Josh McDaniels know how to use a Devontae Adams? Right. Right. Because you of all people have been concerned about Josh Allen in New England that he didn't know how to use dynamic explosive players. Josh McDaniels, yep. Yeah, Josh McDaniels, the the offensive you former said, offensive you said, coordinator. You said Josh uh, Josh Allen. Oh, sorry. Uh Josh yeah. McDaniels, the former offensive coordinator of the Patriots, now the head coach yeah. of the Raiders. You wanted him gone. Yes, be- I did. Because did. because of his lack of creativity. So we don't know how that's going to go. I like Stephon Diggs. I like Stephon Diggs. I would take him in the second round. I know there's probably people out there that are going to project him to go in the third round or so. Yep. I don't. I I, I, I wouldn't risk it. I would not want to risk it. If I have a late second round pick and I've got my running back, I'm probably going Stephon Diggs, especially in a PPR league. Yeah, and this is the other thing. If you have a chance, and let's reset on the corners thing a little bit. Stefan Diggs has still burnt some of the best corners in the league. So a couple teams adding rookie cornerbacks, no matter how good they are, isn't necessarily go- going to affect him. 
Yes, sir. 103 catches last year, by the way. PPR league, that's 103 points right off the hop. Just in catches. Forget the yards. Forget the touchdowns. And I'm going to knock on, on Wood right here. If you look at the games that he's played, he's only missed, I think, like six games his whole, his whole career or some, something. Yeah, like no. That. That, and, and it's funny because based on everything we've been doing the last couple of days, it's been all these injury-prone guys. 13 right. games in 2015, 13 games in 2016, 14 and 17, 15 and 18, 15 and 19, 16 and 20, uh, 17 and 2021. Yeah. So, yeah. Crazy. crazy. Reliable guy. Reliable had- guy that's elite. He really had no reason to even play the last game of the season. You know what I mean? Everything was settled by yep. then. Yeah. Um, guys, don't forget to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash DPN Sports. $5 a month. You get the Patreon hangout. You get to watch the show live. You get all that fun stuff. And you get your questions answered. Uh, we put out a, a link every day to the live show, and we say, hey, fantasy, NFL betting, Bill's questions for tonight, Patriots questions most nights, and uh, put it out today. Three questions, all from Articular Pack 6. And uh, the first one, unfortunately, Mike and I are going to have to answer, Mario. I hope you're watching. (laughs) In his life, how many innocent tables has Mario murdered? Oh, let's see. Hundreds. It's got to be hundreds. 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 I know him and his his cousin used to dress up as... uh... Devon and Bubba Ray Dudley, and they'd go out on Halloween and just murder tables by the dozens. Oh, they would just Devon get the get table. The table! Oh. oh yeah, there were three Dean people all over the place. You know they were. Love you one hundred percent know that they were all just three Dean people. Like all it was going long. out of style. Like I- I'm telling you, that guy probably went through fifty tables by the time oh, yeah. he was twelve years old. Easily. Easily. Isn't that a rite of passage for a Buffalo fan? I think it is. Can you look up? Can you Google? Can you find out when the table tradition started? Sure. But yeah, no. So he's definitely murdered. He's definitely murdered millions, hundreds, thousands of tables in Buffalo. I mean, Home Depot stocks tables just for Mario and his family, just to put people through. He's already taught his kids how to go through tables. He puts his girlfriend through tables. He puts his mother through tables. His father puts him through tables tables galore sometimes they set the table for dinner and then they just jump through it for the fun of it all right articular pack six says would you what would you rather bet on (laughs) not a serious sam darnold winning the mvp or Nikhil harry being able to catch a punt without his face mask mike did you hear the question Sorry, say that one more time. I just found the info that we were looking for. Articular Pack 6 says, what would you rather bet on? Sam Darnold winning the MVP or Harry being able to catch a punt without a face mask? Seriously, I would bet on Nikhil Harry. He he would catch a punt. Sam Darnold is never going to win the MVP. I'm trying to find Sam Darnold if he's even on this list. I'll tell you what, though. So... Back I got a question for you. Who do you thing? think? Who, who do you think is a better quarterback right now, Mac Jones or Matt Ryan? Oh, Mac Jones. I'm just gonna say Mac Jones. I'm I'm not gonna fight my gut on this one. I'm not gonna overthink it. I think it's Mac Jones. Matt Ryan is way up the ladder on Mac Jones for MVP this year. Doesn't shock me. I think the Colt the Colts offensive line is solid. Jalen uh, fucking hurts is above Mac Jones. <laughs> You know, I I tweeted this on something the other day. I forget one. It was one of like the PFF banners that they put out. I think they had Damian Harris as like the 18th best running back in like the AFC or something like that. The Patriots roster gets zero respect. I think though, I think that was fantasy. No, I think that was actual like graded oh fuck running backs yeah do you want to hear who mac jones is tied with for the mvp votes it's gonna be like fucking marcus mariota or something ridiculous right it's two guys one is marcus mariota come on the other one is mitchell trubisky now hey you know i i think mitch has a chance to be to be good this year so do you know who's ahead of mac jones trey fucking lance yeah you want to talk about delusional right now they're still talking about jimmy garoppolo starting up there mister he's going to be the mvp so yeah and DraftKings has trey lance ahead 
of Mac Jones when they could start this season. Oh my God. Again, it, it speaks to the it speaks to more of the media narrative that I think the Patriots are just garbage and Mac Jones is ragam. Well, I if do. you wanted to put a bet on Sam Darnold to win MVP this year, a hundred dollars would win you fifteen thousand dollars. I'm not. I'm still not doing that bet. Plus fifteen thousand. You want to know who he's paired up with? Aaron Donald, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Keenan Allen, Daniel Jones, Javante Williams, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Davis Mills. Jesus, come on. Oh, Najee Harris is also plus 15,000. Um, yeah, no, I would bet that Nikhil Harry could catch a punt. One punt? That's all he needs to catch? I, I'd bet yeah. he could catch one punt. Yeah. Uh, final question is, uh, where would you draft future MVP Nick Folk, the kicker, in a fantasy draft? Um, if okay, so last year we had a draft, we had a league where punt or where kicking meant everything in the league. Like kicking could make or break your game. Yes. And I was talking to a couple other people who had a similar league that didn't even copy us. They had already been doing yep. it for years, where kicking means a lot. Like we had where if you missed an extra point, it was minus seven points. Um, there was a game, I think, I can't remember who the kicker was, but Connor ended up, oh, it was Mick Folk because he missed two extra points in a game. He ended up, at the end of the day, I think he ended up like minus 12 and lost uh. the game, you know. So it meant a lot. So if that's the case, when you put that kind of that kind of emphasis on kicking, I mean, outside of Bass and um, what's his name from Baltimore? Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Justin Tucker. Yeah, Justin Tucker. Maybe Co. Is that his name from Atlanta? Yeah, Koo. Koo. Young way Koo. Uh, but and, and here's the thing. Koo is a great kicker, but I don't know how many opportunities he's going to have to kick the ball. That's the thing. I, Nick yeah. Folk, to me, I know this sounds crazy, but he's like a sixth-round pick to me. He's like a sixth or seventh-round pick, which is high in fantasy, by the way, people. You know what I mean? Like, that's a high yeah. pick. But I think if you're in a league like we were, where kicking meant something, you want to secure yourself a good kicker. I'm pretty sure I took Tyler Bass like in the sixth round last year. Yeah, I know we all started drafting kickers with with a, at least a round to go. I um, I think well, Connor might have taken somebody. In, like, well, Connor round. didn't take our freaking draft series. He drafted two yeah. kickers. Yeah, both Patriots, knowing that one of them wouldn't start. <laughs> you know, so double kicking platoon. Uh, but yeah, no, I would, if, if you're in a, 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 a one of those kind of leagues, I'd definitely go that way. Thank you very much. Guys, yeah. if you want to get your questions answered, make sure that you head on over to patreon.com slash DPN sports. Still to come, we're going to be looking at the Las Vegas Raiders Super Bowl odds of plus 3,500. I'm going to tell you guys why I love that. That's the, that's the kind of value that I'm looking for. And I want to talk a little bit about Van Jefferson and why I think that he could be a very good value pick uh, in the later rounds in the draft, uh, especially on the team that he plays for. But right now, I want to put this on the table. I think the story came out last week. We didn't have a whole lot of discussion about it, but the story came out last week. Tom Brady, apparently, his retirement was not retire. He wasn't retired. He was to say goodbye to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. Tom Brady was going to take an ownership piece of the Miami Dolphins. He was going to hire Sean Payton. He was going to force the New England or the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers to trade him to Miami, which was why he never showed the love to New England because it wasn't a retirement speech. In fact, he was going to return to New England once a year as a member of the fish. And then the Brian Flores lawsuit came and blew it all up. He went back to Tampa Bay and everybody went back and forth of why he did it and he wanted to be an owner. I, a part of me feels like if he went to the the ownership in Tampa Bay and said give me a cut, they would give him a cut. The Miami Dolphins are aren't that profitable of an organization. Yeah. Why the Miami Dolphins? Did Tom Brady want to become a minority owner and join the Dolphins as a player to stick it to Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick in the Patriots organization? So I will tell you my immediate reaction to this because I believe this story came out the day we basically did the the Gronk hate parade was I was on that same emotional level as like the Gronk hate parade. I was like, 
how dare you want to go to a division rival and stick it to the people that loved you for 20 years because that's what it looks like he he was doing and i just had this flood of emotion that's like he's just being vindictive this is ridiculous like he's out to get belichick and if it was all true or is all true then i think you know tom brady's legacy in new england would not tarnished isn't even the right word it may it, and we all know how emotional robert Kraft can be it may have just put his his whole reputation in new england in the toilet and i mean that seriously i well because i had a real big thought about this today and i will be doing some micro content around this uh, for the sure. youtube page and for for uh news break but i thought about this earlier today too mm-hmm. so I was known as a quote-unquote Brady hater. We all remember that. Yep. And I was told it's okay to cheer for the New England Patriots and cheer for Tom Brady. He did so much for this organization. You can cheer for Tom Brady. And I thought, would the Brady fanboys, who still claim to be a Patriot fan, who became a bigger Patriot fan, by the way, when Mac Jones was drafted, but can the people who said it's okay to do both, could they have cheered for the Miami Dolphins. And do not turn around and tell me, oh, well, I wouldn't be cheering for the Dolphins. I'd just be cheering for Brady. Fuck you. If you cheer for Brady, you're cheering for the Dolphins to have success. You, Absolutely. You would, I would, like, I make jokes and say hand in your fandom card. And, you know, Ryan, our boy Rhino goes around and hands out the, the bandwagon <laughs> application yep. forms and stuff. Yep. However... If Mike, if you came on here, and I'm just using you as an example, yeah, if yeah, you came on here and you're like, no, dude, I love Tom Brady. He did so much for this. Guys, th- th- I know you can't see it. This is a Tom Brady jersey. Like, I still love it. this is an autographed Tom Brady AFC uh jersey. Like, I love Tom Brady. So uh, I- I'm not not a Tom Brady fan. The only reason the Burkhead's on the bottom is because I think it looks better on the camera in the white and blue than the red a- AFC Pro Bowl jersey. Mm. I love Tom Brady. But I could not cheer for Brady playing for the Miami Dolphins. And if you came no. on here and you're like, no, no, I can separate that. I'm not even kidding you, Mike. That would be your last day on the show. Because no, it, I would not I accept agree. you as a Patriots fan. And 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 I bring non-Patriots fans on the show. This yep. is not a Patriot-centric podcast anymore. But I hate fucking bandwagons you know that i kicked somebody right. i almost kicked somebody out of fuck i made you fucking suspend somebody on discord because they bandwagon to the raiders yeah and, and so this is kind of how i'm gonna finish what you know some of this too is not only does it tarnish tom brady because he'd be interdivisional but to me he would all of a sudden become and i said this to you a good phrase car, he would become the carpetbagger king oh this team wasn't good enough for me to win so now i need to go to another super team because i want to win a super bowl that that why miami though yeah why no, miami that's the thing why the dolphins i i personally don't understand it and i know he just like bought a piece of land in florida in miami to build a compound in to me, it yeah, he just... but he bought that piece of land right around the time that apparently all this shit was going down. Right, right, and that it, listen, part like part of me wants to believe it's not true. That thinks like, why would he want? Like, why would he want to go through all this scheming? The AFC East is actually going to be a lot tougher than people realize, especially compared to the NFC South. Like, I just don't want to believe it in my heart of hearts because, again, to me. It but you have to, it. right? Because right. it doesn't make sense. Right. Why do you leave the NFC? Because, let's face it, the Rams and the Buccaneers are the two best teams in the NFC. I'm not scared of the Green Bay Packers. I'm not scared of the San Francisco 49ers with their quarterback situation. Now, if Trey Lance turns out to be Trey Lance, then maybe we're yep. having a different conversation. However, right now, there's possibility that Jimmy Garoppolo is starting again. So even if you were to throw... Just throw San Francisco in there. It's a three to four team division or conference. When you're coming over to the AFC, there's four teams in the AFC West that could knock out the Dolphins in the playoffs. There's a team, even with Tom Brady. Now, you you want me to ruffle feathers? You want me to ruffle feathers, Mike? Go for it. Go for it. Let's ruffle feathers. Even with Tom Brady on the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills are still 10 times the team that the Dolphins are. 
Oh, absolutely. And you could make all the arguments in the world. Like, listen, they would have loaded up even more for Tom Brady. They would have, you know, brought in even more people. Okay. I still think the bills are more equipped to beat them. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I think the Bills are more equipped to beat them. The Patriots may not be, but I know Bill Belichick will make a make a game plan to make it as tough as he can for Tom Brady. And I mean, the Jets are the Jets. I'm sorry, we we kind of went over that the other night. I don't. I think they'd be outmatched. But no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. Well, yeah. I, I I just to me, the only reason that this happened was because of they wanted to stick it. I, I truly believe it. I truly believe they wanted to stick it to uh he wanted to stick it to the Patriots. Yeah, and 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 again the, the part of me is with your theory where there's smoke, there's fire, but I'm I, on this one I'm just gonna say it didn't happen. So I'm kind of like mentally blocking it out in my mind because the just pretending the, okay it didn't happen so it didn't happen yeah. and we're just gonna we're gonna deny that this exactly. had that, that this was actually a possibility, dude. The amount of anger we showed towards Gronkowski the, the night before this announcement came up, I can't believe. Like some of the stuff I wrote on Twitter and just never posted because of how angry it sounded. Like I, hey, I was, people uh, loved the Gronkowski hate. I got oh a, I got a lot of tweets where people are like telling me like they were loving it. They loved how we went off on. Yeah, it. no, Brady Brady for me would have been ten times worse. Like everything Brady in my house would have been burnt. You know they say they keep all the pictures around Gillette of like all the the glorious moments. Like I would have snuck into Gillette and just like took all the pictures off the walls and smashed them. <laughs> you know, right. I'm gonna name some teams. Sure. And I want you to tell me if you think they're better or worse than the Las Vegas Raiders. Or no, you tell me. I want you to guess. If you're handicapping them, you tell me whether they're a better team, they're, they're a bigger favorite, or they're below the Raiders, okay? Okay. The Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, better team. All right. You got it. Yep. The New Orleans Saints below correct the philadelphia eagles raiders are better correct the uh sorry the dallas cowboys oh raiders are way better uh, cowboys are ahead of them way really? ahead of them really cowboys are plus 1700 to win the super bowl the las vegas raiders are plus 3500 all right let me give you another team you tell me if they're ahead of them or below them all right the Arizona Cardinals. Below. They're plus 2,500. They are ahead of them. Really? All right. Let me give you a blow. I mean, let me give you another team here. The Indianapolis Colts. Oh, they have to be better. Plus 2,200. Wow. You think the Colts are better than, than the Raiders? Or did you mean the Raiders have to be better? No, no I'm saying the Raiders are better, better than the Colts. That's what I meant for all those. those all teams. right. I'm going to tell you all the teams, starting from the favorite to the Super Bowl till we get down to the Raiders. I just want you to say yes or no, whether you agree with them being ahead of the Raiders. Okay. okay? This one's easy. You know what? I'm going to skip the first few because I think we can agree. Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs, LA Rams, we can agree on. Correct. Green Bay, I, I wouldn't, but okay. You wouldn't? No. Which the, you? Oh, okay. All right. Let's do the whole thing then. Favorites: Buffalo Bills, plus six fifty. Uh, Buffalo. Buffalo is the favorite. Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus seven hundred. Favorite. Yep. Green Bay Packers plus a thousand. No. Make your argument. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be without his his uh, binkies this year. I, I I think they lost a lot in Devontae Adams, and I think they they're going to have to give up even more to keep him. So. We'll see what happens there without without Devonte and without some of the pieces on that defense. Kansas City Chiefs plus a thousand. I don't think so. I don't make, make I, your argument. Another one, Ty, Tyree Kill. That defense is really weak. I don't care if they add pieces in in year one. Even if they go out and get two cornerbacks, it's not going to make a difference. Even if you get Jamison Williams with those two first round picks, it's not going to make a difference uh, this year. L.A. Chargers. Uh, Chargers. Char uh, Chargers are better. I said that before. Yep. Rams. Better. Yep. San Francisco 49ers plus 1,400. This is a tough one for me. Um, 
Don't go too I'm much. Gonna... I got some white way tough for one second. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 say better. I'll say better for for right now. Denver Broncos plus sixteen hundred. No, it's a tough one better. too, right? Fantastic they're, defense, Russell yeah, Wilson. I'm, I'm gonna say the Raiders. Raiders are better than them slightly. All right, okay, you'll say slightly. We're gonna argue. Dallas Cowboys plus seventeen hundred. The Raiders are better again. The Cowboys lost Amari Cooper. Their defense is consistent, inconsistent. Even though I like Micah Parsons, I don't like Trayvon Diggs as much as some people do. Um, C.D. Lamb is also very inconsistent. Okay, I'm going to make this argument, if you don't mind, for this one. Sure. Cleveland Browns are plus 1,700. I am not, as a gambler, I am not touching the Cleveland Browns with your dick. You know what I no. mean? Um, we no. do not know what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. we just is he going to play? Is he going to play eight games this year? Is he going to play nine games this year? Is he going to be suspended for four games? Uh, the precedence is between six to eight games, right? Like, that's really what we're thinking from a suspension standpoint. Yep. Next year, I'll have this conversation. Amari Cooper, Deshaun Watson, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, right? Yeah, absolutely. Not this season. Cincinnati nope. Bengals plus 1,800. I think you have to put them there because of what they did last year. Yeah, I, I, I'm still going to put them above the Raiders because I think they that I think that offensive line has a chance to be bulletproof this year. Baltimore Ravens plus 2200. Uh the Raiders are a better team. I'm just argument. Uh, I I've said it. I think I think that offense is akin to the 2007 Patriots. They have weapons at every position. I think Derek Carr is a better thrower of the football, and I think the running backs that they have could manage to you know replicate some kind of production that Lamar is going to give you. I so. can't wait for this one because you know people are going to watch, and you know that they're going to call you on this. Yep. Indianapolis Colts plus 2200. Oh. It's the Raiders. I'm sorry. Like it's it's the Raiders for me all day long. I I know Jonathan Taylor's good. I liked him for MVP last year. Um, they need another perimeter weapon. Matt Ryan needs to prove to me that he still has it. I could be wrong on, on this one again. I know their defense is really good. I know their offensive line is really really good. Um, but again, there's question marks at quarterback out and outside weapons. If you had to pick a quarterback. To play for your team this year, are you picking Matt Ryan or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. I don't even have to think about it. Just signed a three-year deal, too, so he's playing loose yeah. as well. He's not playing in about nervousness about losing his job. No, Derek Carr's a quarterback. Arizona Cardinals, plus 2,500. Uh, Raiders all day long. Um, I think we I have no they... faith in Kyler Murray. No, I, I anymore. I've, I've, and I've I, if it. people who've been watching me for two years know I loved that kid. Loved yep. that kid, but I've lost a lot of faith in him. I think he may have lost some of the locker room too with some of the the shenanigans. The shenanigans. Some of the shenanigans, brah. Tennessee Titans who come in below the Colts and ahead of the Raiders at plus twenty eight hundred. Raiders are a much better team, much better team. Um, again, I know they I know they pin their hopes on Derrick Henry, but Derrick Carr is a much better quarterback. I know you added Robert Woods. I know you still have AJ Brown, but I I think the weapons are better there than they are um, for Tennessee. And again, the quarterback being more consistent to me is, is, oh, and I keep forgetting to mention, they added Chandler Jones next to Max Crosby. So yeah, yeah. Um, Their defense is amazing. Yeah. I'm taking the Raiders. All right. The final team ahead of the Raiders. Mm -hmm. And I know this one's going to make you punch your computer screen. The Miami dolphins. No, 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 no. You listen, even if you're going to give like the new offensive coach thing, and I hate Josh McDaniels, I'm sorry. He's a, he's a, he's a more proven commodity than, than Mike, Mike McDaniel, McDaniel who played under Shanahan's offensive system. Right. And I, I have faith in what they have because it's more traditional. And again, the quarterback is more reliable for the Raiders. And that's where it comes from for me. Derek Carr is an underrated quarterback. He is very good. Tua is still very questionable. All right, listen, you answered this for me. Yeah. Or you kind of already mentioned this. Crosby, Chandler Jones, going to be a nightmare to other quarterbacks. Offensively, yep. Derek Carr, underrated quarterback. Then you add Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. You add Darren Waller, uh, the running back. Um, uh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Yep. Josh Jacobs. Uh, now you've got 
Josh McDaniels as the head coach. Yep. I also believe is it Wolf who went down with them, or uh, no, not Wolf, uh, Ziegler who Ziegler. went with them. Ziegler, Ziegler yep. who was a big part of the New England Patriots, absolutely nailing the draft. So that new regime, let's assume they're not going to have a Raiders type of draft, and they're going to have a better draft and actually add some proper weapons at plus thirty five hundred to win the Super Bowl. When we talk about value, is betting on the Buffalo Bills a better bet to win? Yes, 100 is going to win me 650. But if I'm going to put a bet down and I'm going to take a shot at a dark horse and I'm going to put money down and get my value, I'm not putting it on Tennessee. I'm not putting it on Miami, even though I'm getting the value. Actually, I think I'm not getting enough value for those teams. I'm not putting plus 2200 i'm not putting a hundred dollars down on the indianapolis colts i'm putting that money down on the raiders i love those odds i love plus 3500 i'm gonna tell you i'm good i've can i tell you i've made the bet i put the oh, bet down okay. today because i think after the draft those odds because it's all pre-draft this is yep. all pre-draft i think when they nail the draft or at least they have a decent draft i believe that they're going to they're gonna their odds are gonna change. You're you're gonna get less value. They're gonna go up. Do yep. I believe in my heart of hearts that the Las Vegas Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl? No, I'm not going there. I'm gonna pick the Bills or the Buccaneers or the Rams. You know, like I'm gonna those of course. You know what I mean? Like, of course. I mean, I have a head. However, when you're talking money, when you're talking betting on a future, when you're trying to talk on best value, let's put it this way: the next favorite after the Las Vegas Raiders are the New England Patriots of plus four thousand. That is not enough value for me to put money on the Patriots. If they were plus no. eight thousand, plus nine thousand, plus ten thousand, yeah. yeah, I throw a hundred bucks on there. I'm not for I'm not putting a hundred bucks on plus four thousand though, but plus thirty five hundred for the rate for the Raiders, I threw a hundred bucks down because I believe that there's an outside. If somebody said to me, I'm gonna make the argument to you why the Raiders are gonna win the Super Bowl, I believe that they could make a much more sound argument. Than some of these other teams. Again, you couldn't yes. make a sound enough argument for me to bet on the Patriots. You no, know what I mean? no, and I'm not going to be a homer there because I'm going to use the same logic I use in fantasy. There's too much going on there. I take, I'd remove myself from it. I don't want to be a homer in that situation. No, and that would be a homer bet. That would 100 percent be a homer bet. Right. And again, am I going to bet on the Bills? No, because I'm not getting the value in a futures bet. No. You know what I mean? I'm not getting the values on a futures bet. When I'm betting futures, when I'm betting on who's going to win the Super Bowl in April, I'm taking to what I think is going to give me the best value. And I think right now at plus 3,500, the Raiders are giving the best value because I think that there's a legitimate argument to make of them winning the Super Bowl. Yep, I agree. And again, again, I'll speak to one thing real quick or two things. There are going to be, again, the Colts fans out there that look at us sideways and probably the Miami fans that look at us sideways. To me, there's just as many question marks there and people are going to say head coach, head coach. And again, I'm the one who shits on the head coach. I like the situation in Las Vegas so much more than, than some of those other teams. Big words. Listen, yep. if the if the Colts were plus 3,500, plus 4,000, I probably might put money on the Colts. That's the kind of yep. value I'm looking for. Plus 2200? No, that's not enough value for me for no. either team. For either right. team, them or the Dolphins. That's not the type of value I'm looking for because I I think that they're going to win the Super Bowl as much as I think the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. There's an outside chance, right? Exactly. But the Raiders are plus 3500. I mean, listen, guys, again, only bet money you can afford to lose. I can afford to lose the $100, right? Mm -hmm. Today, maybe not tomorrow, but today I can. I made I bet that money knowing I'm going to lose that money. If I win it, I'm $3,500 richer. If I lose it, I'm no worse off because that money was put aside. Um, I like that kind of value. All right, listen, you want to talk about value? Let's talk about value, value in the fantasy, um, especially the later rounds. First two rounds, you're debating, do I take Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry? You, you know, are you, Do I take Stephon Diggs or Depot Samuel? Those are the type of conversations you're having. When you start yep. getting to the seventh, eighth rounds of drafts, that's when you're starting to go like, okay, where do I get my value? Dude, my value pick or one of my value picks this year is wide receiver uh, Van Jefferson. And let me let me tell you why, okay? Mm -hmm. Yep. They've got the tight end. What's the tight end? Hickaby or whatever his name is. Um, good tight end. Yep. They've got Allen Robinson. They've got Cooper Cup. I'm going to go on a limb and say at some point they're going to have Odell Beckham Jr. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there. Okay. And I think the defenses are going to be focused on stopping Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup. And that is going to, and they're going to say, you know what? If you're going to beat us, 
you're going to beat us with Van Jefferson. And I think he's going to get fed because of that. I don't yeah. think and, – and I was looking at his stats here and looking at his finishes, and he ain't that bad. You know what I mean? Like no. he, ain't, he ain't that bad of a player. He ain't that bad of a fantasy player. Uh, last year uh, he had 50 catches, 802 yards. Um, You know, he had uh, six yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, here. Yep. What's that? Yeah, I'm looking at it here as well. I have him pulled up. So yep. they have him ranked as the 124th best or worst uh, prospect in you know fantasy prospect, which it's fantasy. Mm-hmm. Again, you're not taking him in the first round. This isn't your big guy, but you know what? You're gonna have to deal with bye weeks. You're gonna have to deal mm-hmm. with weeks, and he's a guy like I'd be. This would be a matchup guy for me. And I've said this before, and we'll get into this during fantasy because I'll share my team every week. You know what I mean? And we'll I'll, yep. I'll explain why I'm doing what I'm doing. Do you know why I won th- three fantasy leagues in a row? Do you know Did why you I was a three-year champion? You knew how to pick guys like this? It wasn't just picking guys like this. First of all, I was really good at picking up the midseason free agents. Okay. However, I was all about matchups. There was a game two years ago, my fi- or three years ago, that I sat, and I can't remember the two guys, but I sat one of the top receivers in the league to okay. put out a team's third receiver because the matchup to me was okay. so much better. And that guy, that third receiver, lit it up that day. A Van Jefferson can be that guy for me who's sitting on my bench and the Rams are playing like Jacksonville. You know what I mean? And I'm just throwing that out there, playing like Jacksonville. And I'm going, you know what? This is a game that Van Jefferson's going to score score like two touchdowns and get like 150 yards in receiving and or again let's be real if i got guys on a bye if stefan diggs is on a bye van jefferson's a very nice replacement i mean i'm very i'm happy with that replacement he he's not gonna get me all year the way Debo or or one of those guys would but i like it that's he's my dark horse what's your thought on van jefferson yeah i i i I totally agree here because even i'll and i'll use your outside chance if odell does come back odell may not be full speed either so odell could be a rotational player more for show than anything i think this may be a big prove it year for van jefferson um you know, this may be one of the reasons they felt comfortable. Uh, oh, my goodness. Who did they? They traded Robert Woods to the Titans. Yeah, Robert correct? Woods yep. gone. Yeah, th- I mean, this is one of the reasons I think they felt comfortable with what Van Jefferson Jefferson was capable of. And there's still some question marks around Allen Robinson. I, lo- I love this as a dark horse pickup. He could he could rise and shine. He could rise and shine for sure. And he's going to be available for you in those later rounds. Um, so if you're sitting there, like if you get past like the first four or five rounds and you've kind of got the makeup of your stars all made up and you're looking for, okay, you know, we, we, we talked about it. We need to, and we'll do our, we'll do the pool again this year on the Patreon and we'll have a live draft. But I remember like Connor saying like, dude, there's so much value just in free agency that's available. Right. And we're, we do a 10 team league. Um, so it's like that. Yeah, no. So Van Jefferson, I love that pick. Um, and I'm encouraging people like if you're looking for like a late round pick, you're looking for a guy to slot in there who's going to sit on your bench for most of the year. Let's face it. But you're looking for a bye week guy. You're looking for a matchup guy or a guy to put in. If maybe your guy's dealing with a bit of injuries, I'm telling you right now, Van Jefferson. I like great, it. I like that move. I like up. the play. I like him there. Michael, that's it. Guys, head on over to DeanBlundell.com. Check out the podcast over there. Check out my blogs. Check out what everything else is going on there. We are members of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Check out my website, RayRoute.com. Uh, head on over to download the Halftime app. Go over there. Look up RayRoute. Find the post and the content I'm putting there. We got exclusive content coming up any day now. And uh, head on over to Newsbreak. Download the Newsbreak app or go to Newsbreak.com. Look up RayRoute. Find the micro content that I'm putting on over there. Uh, make sure you check out our YouTube page because I do put out short micro content videos. I will be putting some out. And follow us on Twitter at RayRouteWeb. You can follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. You can fo- follow producer Mike at, at producer underscore MN. Hopefully we'll be changing that soon. Guys, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what's going on in your life, never forget, you're all legit, kid. Hi, I'm Connie.
Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. 